I was um, reading earlier on this week um, about Jacob just resting, having a little lie down, and um, and then he uh, he got stirred by God's presence, and uh, he came away from the vision that he encountered, saying, "Whoa! So God's actually here," and I didn't realize. And I just felt that for us this morning, that God is here, that God is with us. Um, And uh, it's so lovely um, to be able to um, welcome in the new year um, with you guys. So um, first slide there. And, uh, you know, um, we're standing again um, in the new season. And I feel like he's just starting to do new stuff with us. And I'm not sure what um, the new year kind of conjures up for you. Um, sometimes I feel like over the December, um, December to January, you start to feel like this, this push, this, um, this change in the air, like, what am I going to be going for in this new year? And, uh, and some of these slides, if we just see another two... Um, You know, there's one happy new year. It's time to forget the past and start a new beginning. Um, Forget what's gone before and go into the new year. And I feel at Bangor Vineyard, we don't say that. And we say, "Let's, let's relish the past. Let's keep the past. Let's learn from the past. But let's look forward. And the next one um, shows... Um, a, a girl, kind of a business woman, I guess, leaping in, and she's got such drive and she's got such force, and I'm going to do it um, this year. This year is going to be the year um, for me. And uh, I was looking at some of the the lights are kind of funny here. I don't know why you're all lit up and uh, I can't see, but this is the way we are this morning, so we'll just go with it. Um, So I was looking at, I wanted to see, what are people going for in 2019? What is it um, that uh, the majority of people are kind of stepping into to this year. So I came, I got this little list. Um, so stop procrastinating. So you can see if you resonate with any of these. Improve our focus and psychological abilities. Meet new other folks. Become extra energetic. Earn extra money. Become extra well-mannered. Reduce pressure. Get extra high-quality sleep. I think the extra is interesting, isn't it? Give up smoking. Watch much less TV, learn extra, transform tidier, um, learn tips on how to get dressed with taste, mm-hmm. get out of debt, learn a brand new language, learn to cook dinner. Um, and I thought that was quite interesting, and maybe you can um, kind of resonate with something there. I also thought it was quite interesting that America... Um, and it's different states have decided to do, um, like the majority um, of the state are doing um, healthy eating differently. So in one state, they're focusing in on Atkins. Um, on another state, the majority seem to be doing keto. On another, the juice diet. And then um, North Dakota, liposuction, which I thought was really hilarious because they've just given up, haven't they? They've just been like, well, most resolutions only last through February. And, uh, and then we're done. So, um, but yeah, just that hitting the ground running. Let's get going. 
Um, an American marketing, marketing director noted that Americans spend over 10 billion on motivational products every year. The problem is that 50% of all traditional motivational books are never read past the first chapter. And 90% of motivational books are never finished. And this means that people really want to improve, but don't know where to start or how to finish their goals. And people today want positive change with a plan that is fast, that is easy, and that it works for them. And, and, and my personal um, sort of feeling over this, sort of starting into January, was it was lovely starting to clear out um, a little bit of the Christmas decorations. I mean, literally, I find Duplo in our Christmas tree. I find old socks in the middle of our Christmas tree. I don't know how it got there. Um, but it was just a, a sort of clearing out time. And, and it, it sort of felt good. Now, still, we have a row of uh, cards up in our house. And Ben says he's not that bothered. He doesn't really look there. So it might just be there the whole year. But it just started to feel good. And there is something... Um, about that change, about that change. I find myself writing down a little thing um, just as we moved into January. There's a push in our culture towards driving hard into January with our resolutions, our loaded willpower and our goals to make this a better year for ourselves. The greatest freedom is actually found in a person, in a relationship. Why not get really free this 2019 and encounter him for real. Coming close to him, my perspective turns downside up. It just does. Whenever I think that I can't go on, there's no more, um, it's blocked road ahead, I come to him and he just goes and blows it right open. The horizon is wide again. And last week, I think Ben was talking to us about um, making room and creating space for Jesus. And we're going to do that um, through some of our prayer and fasting evenings. And we just want to say, Jesus, this is about you. This journey is about you. This is not on our um, demands, not on, on our time scale. This is about you. And so that's what we're doing. We just want to give him space to move. So do come along if you're thinking about it. Come along and be part of those evenings. And let's see what he's going to do. We do need a move of God, don't we? And, uh, and, and he was talking as well just about creating space to nurture expectation. And, and I wanted to just take a little moment um, to look um, to our vision as, uh, as Bangor Vineyard. And what we really felt was in the heart of God for Bangor. Um, at the store, and, and it's not been fulfilled, so it's still valid, right? <laughs> so a dream for Bangor, and I kind of want to just give a pause after every sentence, because I just want us to say in our hearts, amen. Let it be. Come on. We believe that when the kingdom of God comes, it, transform, it transforms lives, renews culture, and impacts every part of society. We believe that our God is rewriting the story of our town. When we dream, we don't see a town, but a city, a city renewed and transformed by the love 
and power of Jesus. We dream for a day when no one in our city is hungry, when crime rates and drug use drop to zero. We dream that the lonely would be set in families and of a city where there are no mental health problems. We dream of vulnerability and authenticity to take the place of pretense so that hearts can be exposed to a God that transforms. We dream of a city with no division, where communities are welcoming and cultures collide with beauty and joy. We dream that people will experience God's presence in miraculous ways and through a loving community. We dream of a city that educates to a world-class standard, where businesses thrive with creativity and innovation, where people live debt-free, and whole communities practice outrageous generosity. We dream of a city with low levels of sickness and innovative health care, a place where kindness and honour are contagious, where marriages are healthy, and every child is part of a loving family. We dream of a city known for its arts and its culture of celebration. <coughs> we dream of a day when Bangor is a light to the world again, a city set upon a hill and a boot camp for an army of radical Jesus followers who will give their yes to Jesus and carry his love right across our land and to the very ends of the earth. Amen. Let it be. I felt as, um, as I was um, just praying for this morning that um, this little song came into my head. Won't you tear down the boxes that I've tried to put you in? And I felt that this morning, um, as we're talking through some of this, um, that uh, just, just let that... Um, just let that um, become real for you, you know, if, if you have put Jesus in a, in a box or you've put him uh, in a place that maybe you feel that's safe or you've got a little bit of control, um, just, just let, it, let it come. Won't you tear down um, the boxes that I've tried to put you in? I just want to pray. Okay. Yeah, Jesus, thank you for being here. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here with us. Yeah, I thank you for your presence. Will you just... Will you just increase our expectation, our understanding of who you are, You are bigger. You are more powerful. You are ever present with us. And whatever is our battle, you are bigger. And you have power over. Yes, yeah, so this year, may you just enlarge our expectations 
May you have our hearts more fully than you've ever had them before. May you tear down the boxes that we've tried to put you in. Yeah, and as we um, meet this morning, we just think of the kids in the rooms, and uh, we just bless them, bless their friendships, bless their understanding of goodness, of who you are, bless their little routines. Yeah, just let them know that you are with them. Amen. You know, my um, son Daniel, just as we we're thinking of the kids, my son Daniel turned around to me and, uh, and he said, Mommy, um, it was at night time, and he said, Mommy, I think Jesus said um, something to me over dinner tonight, you know, and we were just having pie. And, you know, there was nothing spiritual about that. And, uh, and he said, you know, he just told me that he's had a little fear um, that we would get robbed um, so uh, he's, uh, he said to me, Jesus just told me, I think, that we're not going to get robbed. And he's with us, and he's going to protect me. And I said, he said, do you think that was Jesus? And I said, yes. He said, but I was just sitting at the table. And I said, yes, that's, you know, he can speak to you like that. And I thought, uh, it's so beautiful that our kids are, are learning, are growing in this and uh, from hearing from God, and actually that changes his world, you know, when he's six. This morning, I am excited um, to be doing the introduction to Gospel of Wholeness. Gospel of Wholeness um, is a, um, a tool, a discipleship um, tool that is used in America. It was used in America. It was brought over um, by a guy called Wes Patterson, who's now back um, in America, but uh, he, in, he used it as uh, part of a discipleship tool in Belfast City Vineyard. And uh, I encountered it on a one-to-one basis, but I just feel the teaching um, and the tools of it um, are so accessible and so useful for us as we start, as we start to lay foundations um, and, uh, yeah, as we start to, to walk on as Bangor Vineyard. If you've heard me talking about um, just those little questions that are good to ask every day, um, do you love me and are you proud of me? Um, And not just giving a head response to those, but actually allowing him to speak in and answer those from a heart place. Um, This is where it's coming from. It's coming from gospel of fullness. Um, And uh, yeah, so we're going to start and kick off Um, with just letting you know just an overview of what we're going to be looking at the next six weeks. And uh, we're going to just go a bit slow with it because we just believe that this is really important to being healthy, having our healthy walk with Jesus. Um, So it it came out of this understanding of our great commission um, that is to go and make disciples. Um, But how important it is that if we are to go and make disciples, then we need to be being a disciple. And how can we be disciples? We need this intimacy with Jesus. We copy him. We need to learn um, from him. And whenever I use the word intimacy, it can sometimes conjure up a little bit of, uh um, I'm not sure about that. Um, Maybe friendship. 
but I just felt like, you know, on Facebook, like we're such a social media world at the moment, right? And on Facebook, you can have hundreds of friends, you know, friendship, yes, friendship with Jesus, but also it's more, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I could have friends that, you know, are my friends, but I might not connect with them on a daily basis, right? So um, I feel like intimacy is actually um, where we're going. And, uh, and I, I do think it's possible for the church to miss the person of Jesus. Um, so um, a bit from my own story is that whenever I was 16, I sort of um, came to this point of um, maybe arrogantly believing, well, yes, arrogantly believing, that I pretty much got it. I knew all there was to know. I had reached the peak of my relationship with Jesus. And, uh, and really, I served. I read the Bible. I gave. Um, you know, I, I, I'd got there. And, and if this is all there was... Um, I was out. And, uh, and so I remember that point, and I remember somebody, you know, speaking to me and saying, uh-uh, I don't think so. Um, but there must have been this underlying gut belief that there is more, there must be more. Um, because I did go on to, to do year outs and gap years own mission and serve and pray and, uh, and read. Um, but I feel like I, encounter, I, did, I missed the encounter. I missed the intimacy. I missed the person. Um, and, and I feel like I, I showed up, actually, at Belfast Vineyard, um, a bit of a burnt-out person. And uh, I was like, you know, I kind of I get it. And uh, like I, I'm all, I, I've been all in. I've served. I've read. I've journaled. You know, like, you know, here I am. If this is it, I am done. And, uh, and actually, the guy, Wes, um, said to me, go face to face with Jesus. What's he saying to you? And I realized, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's really, that's really concerning. Um, and, and as I went on that journey, I felt that God started to talk to me about the story of Narnia and started to talk to me about just walking beside him and doing this journey with him. And I remember one of the weeks um, I went up for prayer and, uh, and the guy praying was saying, you know, I have no idea why this is coming to my head, but I mean, something like a unicorn and mystical creatures, da-da. And it's one of those moments where someone takes this risk of like, this is ridiculous. And God just goes, you see, Rebecca, you see, I'm on it. I hear you and I know you and I'm with you. But I feel like, um, you know, I miss the person. I miss the intimacy. Because, um, you know, I feel like the church um, can be really good at talking about salvation. And once you're saved, then go for it. Go conquer the world. Um, but not so great about talking about sanctification, about actually um, learning to be like our Jesus. And maybe, maybe you've been turning to things for change, for transition, for numbing out. Um, life may be for freedom, but Jesus really is truly the only one who can give new life. 
I love developing self-understanding. I'm a counsellor part-time and, um, and I love learning about these different areas in me that um, there's a thing called the Johari window and I don't want to bore you but um, and it's about just learning about yourself and how others see you and, and, and the bits that people can see but you can't see and how to, to gather more self-awareness. I love all that but I really think if it's just about me, um, it's going to end in disaster. Jesus really is the power source from the inside out. And maybe even you've started the new year and you're like, right, I'm going to get to grips with the Bible and I'm going to start um, at Genesis and I'm going to end in Revelation and, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to know you, God. And, and I absolutely love his word. And we need to stand on it. But let me just remind you, in John 5.37, it says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I think it's really important to remember that the Bible is the menu and Jesus is the meal. The Bible is the menu and Jesus is the meal. We don't want to read on the menu, right? We want to eat. And maybe sometimes you feel like you start well with Jesus, but it's just hard to continue. It sort of becomes like shifting guilt and sin around, sin management, right? And, and actually, it's really good. Gospel of wholeness is going to be a great tool at just walking, just walking. So we slide. Sometimes it's a bit like this. We start going up this left side of the triangle. We're trying to change behavior. Today, I'm going to try really hard to put in something. And then we get to the top, and it's just this tipping point of failure. Like, I haven't done it. All that I have had hasn't been enough. And then we come down the other side of the triangle. Oh, I can't do this. There's so much shame, and we need to hide away. And I think um, we live in such an outcome-based society. You are what you do. You know, I'm asked, like, you know, if I meet somebody new, so, Rebecca, what do you do? And I think, well, I have three boys. Does that sort of validate what I do? Um, and they think, mm, no, it hasn't quite reached it. Oh, um, and I'm also, I counsel, I'm a counsellor part-time. Is, is that okay? You know, and so, oh, that's quite interesting. Yes. Oh, and we, we planted a church. And oh, it's bizarre. <laughs> so, but we are what we do. Like that's, that's the society that we live in. And, and maybe you feel like intimacy is an earned thing. You know, like we get to, um, once we've walked and once we've read the whole Bible, and once we have I've journeyed this to the point that we're, we're 80, then, then you can have intimacy with Jesus. And it's just not how it works. It's downside up, you know. He just wants your friendship. It's not an outcome-based society. And then there's another slide, and it just is from that intimacy, from that place of going, I am all yours. And I don't really get why you want me, but I am giving you everything. And then we realize, like, you are so good. This is brilliant. 
And we realize that, oh, I'm going to lean on you for things because actually you're my provider and not what are other things that I do or other things that I try and earn this. I am dependent on you. And from the dependency then just comes our obedience because we're actually starting to be formed like him. And we start to become um, like him. And then the obedience looks crazy, but it's actually come through this um, this lovely intimacy, and actually we're just being transformed. And if we depend on him, we start to become like him, we bear good fruit. We're healthy. We need to learn how to go to Jesus to get our, our needs met. Yeah, it's not an earning over here, and meeting needs over here. It is, we need to go to him. We need to walk with him. So I want to show you a few of these processes that we're going to be looking at in Gospel of Wholeness. And the first one is the broken process. And you see, um, down at the bottom, um, there's root issues. And these root issues can be like unresolved pain, or unforgiveness, or, or things just really far deep in you that you thought, oh, I'm just going to stuff that way down. Maybe you're not even aware of them, but they're there. And then what happens um, as we start, events happen as we live life. So things happen, yeah, we start to walk. And all of a sudden, we feel extreme emotional responses, you know. So emotional responses um, are really quite common and you know that's quite a daily part of our walk and um but extreme emotional responses is probably whenever somebody either points out here that was a bit crazy what just happened there um that might be your partner or that might be um your friend or maybe just you notice everybody's staying away from you because you've just had this extreme emotional response and uh and 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 we just need to take those times those moments on board and go well what did just happen you know we go what happens then is we go to our empty wells and what we're going to be referring to is these empty wells are the places that you go to meet your needs so I want you just for a moment to have a wee reflection time of where are those in my life so that might be you love racing cars and to race cars is all you want to do. And you every Saturday, you're just like, I need my fix of racing cars because and especially. So that's totally fine. But if you are actually meeting a need in there, um, it's an empty well. So if it's coming out of because I don't think Jesus is exciting or because this happened to me and I just want to block it out with this. Um, empty well then or maybe it's social media yeah we go there to get our needs met affirm me like me yeah maybe it's through I don't have enough friends how can I make friends how can I and you you kind of you're maybe overbearing then because you're trying to cultivate these friendships and actually that's just um, an empty well isn't it it's coming from a, an emotional extreme emotional response does that make sense are we, are we there? Yeah. Um, so if you can think of what are my empty wells that I run to whenever I go, Whoa, then that's where we're going. And we want to just um, 
anyway, I'll go on with the process. And then we have bad fruit in our lives because nothing good comes from an empty well that doesn't fill. It's not meeting the actual need and the root issue. And that is the broken process. And I think, I mean, I can identify myself. I'm not standing here saying, guys, I have this broken process. Like, I am all, all changed. But I can recognize um, where I can go to things, yeah? And actually where that needs to change. All right? So it's about learning this a little bit. And then the next one. And this is the healing process. This is when we receive deep healing of past hearts through the Holy Spirit. This is whenever God starts to go, okay, you're saying yes to me? Then I want to look at this area. Because actually, you've had it kind of hidden for a while, but I want to start looking at that. And you have the opportunity to say yes or no. And if you say yes, and then, you know, the Holy Spirit can bring real freedom and real healing into those areas. It can be lots of different things. It can be very simple, and it can be quite complex. But he starts to go, right, I'm going to heal this area. And then we walk through our days in complete intimacy and dependency on Jesus because we have let him go there. And, uh, and I just love how he, he's done this. Um, so me and Ben have both been through this um, gospel of wholeness process. And, and I, I know people who have done it five times just to, to, to learn and to go, right, Jesus, here I am again. And surely that should be our way, isn't it? Like, I am a carpet, and you can lift it, and you can discover right, where needs, where are the issues, like what needs healed up? Because I am ready for more freedom. And you see, seeing the transformation in Ben and feeling it in myself from this process of going, oh, he can heal. He wants us to have more freedom. He wants us to become like him. It's amazing. It's beautiful. So then what happens is we recognize our emotions are rising. So it happens again, doesn't it? Like there's a little trigger point. But instead of going to our empty wells, we go, oh, I normally go and just binge out on the next episode of put in the blank. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that's what I do. I just numb this out. But instead, instead, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to trust that this, that you are in this. And we go to him to meet our needs. And we ask for a supernatural exchange. We give him our stuff. And we say, give us more of the Holy Spirit. We need him in this moment. And then we see good fruit abounding from our lives. So it's kind of starting the day. Do you love me? And are you proud of me? And then it's going little by little through our day with Jesus. We're called to be friends. I'm going to read um, the next slide. I've read this before. I love this um, chapter um, from John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me, That bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. 
Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. I, I just want to look at that little, um, that little line, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. So we remain in him, and, uh, and, he, and he and us. Um, like, who wants to know Father God's business, right? I mean, that's pretty awesome. We want to get ahead um, on this, right? We're friends with him. And he doesn't withhold anything from us. We have access all areas. I know I spoke on that, but um, we have access all areas to his business. Yeah? Of course, we want to become an intimate follower of Jesus. Do you want to allow him to lift the carpet to root issues? as he wants to process some of it and heal it and bring freedom. Maybe you're unaware of anything. Well, I have no issues. These emotional responses are not an issue for me. I can manage quite well. Um, But maybe it's just about saying yes to him today. There's an invitation to friendship, to intimacy, to freedom, to healing. The greatest thing that I ever did was say yes to Jesus and just see where he took me. And we're going to to go slow with this in order just to get healthy. We're going to talk about it and talk amongst yourselves about it. Um, Our responses today um, are going to be just to say yes to three things as a church. 
we're going to say yes to growing in community. Um, our life groups kick off again in February. It's a new season, and we're stepping into them. It's in um, community that we bring our, our, our life. <clears throat> it's in community that iron sharpens iron. It's in community where we get prayer. It's in community where we can um, just build friendships. Yeah, Sunday mornings are a little bit like an engine. <laughs> um, and, but life grips are, are really um, this, this lovely space as well. We're going to say yes to that. So if you would consider um, signing up to Life Grip and saying yes to that, um, I think you will find that you'll find this term more fruitful because of that too. We're going to say yes to serving, much like a teapot. Um, much like a teapot. Um, we have to, we're filled up and uh, we pour out. But we cannot receive the next info without pouring out, right? So unless we're just going to sit and the tea is going to go cold and it's going to go a little bit rotten, right? Nobody wants that teapot. Um, we have to keep pouring the hot tea and then we get more of what he has got for us this season. And I just believe that he has got so much for us to be renewed in us, and, and he has got stuff that he wants to deposit in you, but unless it pours out, you're not going to receive. So let's serve. Um, there's a wee slide. I just really felt this around November, December, as we were coming into the new year. Freely you've received and freely give. We need to learn, we need to become like leaky people. Do you know when you're carrying a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and it's just like, Wah! and it's all over the place and you didn't have to do much because you probably just filled your glass too full um, and it's over the carpet or it's, but it's just that, that leakiness, isn't it? It's just that we just need to spill, spill, serve some of this stuff. So we serve. So we can do that in lots of ways. We just need to do it simply. You know, it's not complicated. We pay for someone's ticket in the parking. We stop and chat to somebody who looks like they've got time to stop and chat. We treat a colleague to a bar of chocolate or a drink. We visit someone and we just listen to their stories. We just do this as part of our life. We just simply serve. And I, I just, I know that some of this can maybe be a little bit risky. <laughs> well, will they not think I'm weird? Um, but we just do it out of a joyful place, and we just do it out of joyful sort of giving. And, um, and, and I do feel that we're called to step into risk. So where it does feel a little bit uncomfortable, I think, yay, that's brilliant. Because then the next time you do it, it'll become a lot easier. And then you'll be like, oh, that's the person who always gives out bars of chocolate in the office, stay around them. Or, do you know? But I just think we just need to get into new rhythms of doing things, um, just serving. Um, so every Sunday, we're going to just have, if you email anything that you feel like, do you know, I've taken a risk this week, and I, I just feel like, you know, this is what I've done, and it has meant something. Um, just email us. Just give us some of those stories, and we'll share them. 
Because, do you know, stories just allow more stories, allow more stories. And we just want to be a community that serves and just follows and learns what Jesus is doing. Okay? Just keep it simple. We don't need to overthink it. Um, you know, get your um, gardening skills out or something for your next door neighbors or something like that. But, and do it out of a place that actually this is, this is me wanting more of God, right? The teapot. So the other way to serve is we are going to be doing um, the, the big giveaway, the big Saturday giveaway. And, uh, and I'm so excited about this because I just think, you know, it's a really simple way for an hour on a Saturday. Um, this Saturday, you know, from one to two, we're just going to give stuff. You know, there's no big hype. We're not going to look intensely in their eyes and go, you know, do you want prayer? Um, we're just going to give stuff. And we're just going to lavish the joy because, do you know what? He's done it for us and we're just going to give it away. We're just going to, so really all it is that we're giving away, um, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> right. Well, it's a little tea light and uh, a little tea bag. And for kids, it's this ridiculous jelly-like sweet. And uh, we're just going to have little pots. And when your pot's done, that's, that's you. Go, go off and have your Saturday, you know. But um, we just want to do something beautiful because we are entrusted with a beautiful town and actually we have a part to play in that. So the third thing, so what have we got? We've got community, we've got serving and the next thing is receiving prayer. So prayer is about relinquishing our control and surrendering. That's what prayer is and it's allowing somebody alongside, you don't need to tell them anything, but just to bless you, to pray, and to allow the Holy Spirit to work. So prayer is not a sign of weakness. Prayer is not like, oh my goodness, they got for prayer every Sunday, and uh, they, you know, what's, what's going on there? Um, prayer is actually, prayer is coming and saying, um, I, I just want more. Whatever he has, I want more. So let's do that. So community, serving, receiving prayer and life group is also a good place for that we're coming in here to a finish and uh, this morning it has just been I just wanted to give an overview of where we're going we're going to be looking at eight key verses um, in the bible eight key um, verses chapters really in the bible and we're going to be focusing on just that journey of how to go with how to go with our stuff to Jesus what our empty wells are like um unforgiveness we're going to be looking at different issues like this and uh yeah so we're gonna um just come in there whenever I was praying about this morning I really felt um a few a few words just come in, a few pictures um, that the Lord just wanted to highlight. Um, I felt um, there was somebody who, who was roller skating and they'd fallen down and they wondered, they were really good at roller skating. <clears throat> it's not me. Um, and I, I felt they fell down and, uh, and they just wondered, could they get back up again? I, I don't know whether um, this is for somebody in particular in terms of roller skating or whether it is um, actually just something's taking you out a little bit. Can I get back up again? Could I, could I experience what I experienced 
over there? Like, what, a year ago or two years ago? Can I do that again? And I just felt that Jesus wanted to say, no. Yeah, no. Um, you weren't made for roller skates. You were made for blades. You know? Like, actually, it's not going to be the same as it was. We don't forget it. But we actually move. Uh, and you can put on these new roller blades, and it's maybe going to take a little bit of a time to just learn, but actually, they're going to take you further. Okay. Um, I also felt that um, for some, um, we have um, in our little um, cabin, we had this little cabin built outside our house. Um, I refuse to call it an office. It's far too boring, a cabin. And uh, on our bookshelf, we have all the very high books, um, or we have very, very heavy um, theology books on a high shelf. And I felt um, there was just something in that, just about um, making Jesus accessible. You know, don't be overwhelmed by um, theology or religion, yeah? He, he's accessible. And he's, he's here in a tangible way for you this morning to experience and the last one, um, I felt there was uh, somebody trying to do a crossword puzzle, like really trying to rack their head and uh, trying to fit in the word. Like, what could that word be? I don't know how to work it out. How can I get in control of this? I don't know. Am I going to fail? And I felt like he was just saying, uh, you don't actually need to know how to work out the puzzle because I wrote the puzzle, right? I have this. So um, if you find yourself this morning in a place of just like that you're trying to work it out, what, what, do, what do I need to do? What is the self-help book that I need to access? No, lay it down because he has got it and he has so much more for you this morning. So I think, um, I think we're going to go into a time, I want another song, yeah. Um, and during that song... Um, just be, please feel free to come up um, and get some prayer this morning for anything or for nothing. Let's just see what he's going to do. I just want to, if we stand, I'm just going to pray for us. Yeah. Lord, you're so welcome. You are so welcome here. And Father, if anything has resonated this morning and you want to do more work, we just give you this moment. We just give you this moment. Call out the deep. Will you come and speak to us? just give you we just give you our yes our yes to this year our yes to bigger expectations of what you can do of what you can do in Bangor and of what you can do in us you tear down the boxes we want freedom Jesus 
We want freedom. We want more freedom. You have overcome anything that tangles and weighs us down. You have overcome. And we say yes.